Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio 90 the game from the Northern Kia Studios. John Fricky with you on this bright, sunny, and uh, beautiful Sunday morning. It is uh, church hour, 11 a.m. church hour and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, and this is the church sports today at 404-726-0929. I've been asking all of you out there, how do you, with the Kyle Filipowski issue, uh, if you didn't see it, you can go on and just Google it like Wake Forest or Duke or Filipowski. Um, Filipowski's a big seven-foot star. He's potentially a top 10 pick in the NBA draft. Potentially a guy that could land on the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks. Might be in kind of that territory. Uh, Gets injured. We don't know how badly yet. After Wake Forest fans stormed the court in Winston Salem after they beat Duke yesterday, and it was actually the question about how do you know how do you stop this? Because I'm seeing people say stuff like, "Well, students have to sit in the upper deck." Well, first off, that's probably not going to work because you know most students would really be upset about the fact that you know you really want your students near you. I mean, they're they're the ones who I mean, it is after all their school. And secondly, I mean, they kind of you know they're they're not gray hairs and blue hairs. They get the players fired up, right? And second to, to that is that there are a lot of, uh, matter of fact, the majority of the college basketball stadiums I've been in, and I'd have to add them up, it's north of 100. The majority of college basketball stadiums I've been in don't even have an upper deck. They're either too small to have an upper deck or even big state like Utah. Utah's a big stadium. Utah, it's, the, Utah seats, how I say 19,000? I mean, it's huge, but it's a huge bowl. There's no upper deck. It's just a gigantic bowl. And I think it sees 19,000. I mean, Google it. It's a gigantic stadium. They have the national, matter of fact, that, that stadium was uh, where uh, Larry Bird played against uh, Magic Johnson in the national title game in 79. 
I know that's neither here nor there. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, I, yeah, I don't know how you handle this without putting up a barrier. You're not bringing in, you know, it's not like, you know, you can open the gates and here come the horses. You can't do that. You know, and, and I know that the one suggestion here was, well, we'll just have the PA announcer, and Eric was talking about, you know, you keep it, and I appreciate that from you, Eric, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here. I, I think most kids aren't even paying attention. They're not listening to the PA announcer. You know, maybe if the coach comes over and grabs the mic, right? Eric, if, if a coach comes over and says, hey, you know, when's they'll he, listen to the he head gonna coach. Do that? He's going to do the, what, what, Greg Popovich? We have more class. Remember <laughs> when Pop wait, wait, was talking wait. about uh, uh, Ka- Kawhi Leonard? He's like, we have class. Show some class. I mean, when is he going to do it? Right. Doing time well, the problem with that is drawing up his out-of-bounds play? <laughs> exactly. That's the, see. That's the problem. I mean, a coach. Coaches have taken to the microphone before to kind of talk to the fans and scold the fans. I'll give you another great example of that in a moment. And it was Mike Shashevsky, but because uh, I just I, I started crying when he did it. It was so funny. Um, but uh, you're not going to do it with two seconds to go in a game where you're down by two and trying to draw up a play to win the game. Yeah. I mean, you you got to win the game. You're 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 in the huddle. So one time. Um, I'm at Cameron Indoor for Wake and Duke, and this is in 1989, maybe. That's another small, intimate arena. Cameron Indoor is a small, intimate arena. Yeah, about 8,500, maybe 9,000, maybe 9,000 seats. And and no upper deck. Right on top of the court. Right, and no upper deck. Mm -hmm. And still my favorite college basketball. I don't like Duke none, but my favorite college basketball stadium, Cameron Indoor, number one. I just love it. Um, So. They, and Wake is playing a really good game. And Wake's no good, but they're giving Duke everything they can handle in the game. And uh, matter of fact, we're like tied, and the fans are are chanting the BS. You know, you you know that word, right? Oh yeah. And so so Shashevsky goes over to the mic and grabs the microphone. This is like with about halfway through the second half, and he says, uh, "Hey, all of you, stop with this curse word. Stop, you know, yelling at the referees with their curse word. Okay, stop it." And 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 he puts the mic down. And so a couple, about a minute later, there's another, you know, kind of call that could go either way, charge block kind of thing. And they called it on Duke, not Wake Forest. And the fans immediately chant, this is great. I mean, oh, they're going to call it on Duke. And the, and the fans go, we beg to differ. We beg to differ. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. We beg to differ. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I start busting out laughing. We beg to differ. Very well, very well done, Duke fans. Uh, That's that Duke education anyway. for you. We can we can still express ourselves and not uh, use bad language, Coach K. Yeah, good, good yeah, job. Right? <laughs> uh, anything is open. It's a kind of a, a wide open Sunday here. We're going to get into a little bit in between now and one forty-five when I leave the air for the Purdue Michigan game, uh, which starts at eleven forty-five and will end uh, somewhere around eleven forty-seven. Um, the um, we're talking about the, this court rushing thing that happened. I mean, if Michigan beats Purdue, they'll rush the court. What are the odds of that happening? Well, Purdue got court rushed at, at Northwestern. Purdue got court rushed at Nebraska. So, I mean, it's not like Purdue doesn't lose occasionally. Michigan beating Purdue this year? Probably not. But it's Chrysler Arena. You never know. I guess stranger things have happened. I guess if Zach Eady, you know, falls out in the first half or something, I don't know. Beats me. We'll have to see. But we're talking about how you stop it. And, I, again, short of barriers, I have no idea how to stop it. So that's one thing to talk about. Uh, I see that some of you jumping in at 404-726-0929 want to talk about hockey. That's fine. We can talk about that. I want to give you an update on the Falcons here, okay? The Combine opens this week. Okay, the Combine opens this week. Free agency 
is two weeks from tomorrow. The draft's only seven weeks away. This is why I spent so much time on it yesterday. And we can talk about, look, we got another three hours here. You have to do something quickly here. Raiders fans are out on, and a good, a good friend of mine, JT the Brick, is a talk show host. Uh, I, I've known JT forever and ever and ever. And um, he's in Vegas now. He's a Raiders guy. And he and I converse a lot on, on the Twitter and on X. Uh, I've known JT for 30 years. And so he's talking about, how, hey, listen, they want to bring uh, you know, uh, Russ Wilson to, to, to the Raiders, and if Denver will eat the contract, they can pick the Russ up for $1.2 million. My point to you about that is, is that no matter whether you're talking about Justin Fields or Russ Wilson or Kirk Cousins when it comes to free agency, there are so many teams that need quarterbacks that it's not automatic here, you know, that the Falcons are going to be able to get what they want. So you, you're going to have to really do what you need to do to make sure that you secure the, the right quarterback, and even then you can never be 100% certain. To that point, Yard Barker is saying that Denver will now trade for Justin Fields. Take it for what it's worth, it's Yard Barker. And then Yard Barker comes out and says, Kirk Cousins is to the Falcons. I'm like, oh, okay. I, whatever the Falcons do, whatever Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson do, just – and I know I've been on the field's train here. I just wanted to be clear to all of you, because I'll have to say it again, because some people aren't listening, though they should they should always listen to me because it's such a good show. But that's beside the point. Is whatever the Falcons do, I will support. And the reason I will support it is because I have no other choice. What's my choice? To sit here on the radio, this, is, this sucks. Well, look, again... I, I want the team to win. And if Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson think that this is the best move that they can make, or it is the best move that they're able to make, it's the only move they're able to make, then I'll, I'll, I'll back the move and I'll ride with it until it doesn't work anymore, as I did with Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith said, hey, listen, we believe after the four games that we saw Desmond Ritter and he got better every game and we've seen him in the offseason, he's had a full year, he can be a – competent NFL quarterback and that's all we need him to be really he didn't say that so much but that's all we knew that's what we knew that we have a good enough defensive running game that we're going to be able to win 10 games didn't work out that way because the competent quarterback was incompetent and he actually lost you games and then the backup came in he lost you games too so uh look up until it's not you know and then John you said that you no, I just said that they said and so I believe them because I want to believe them well you're gullible if you want to believe them hey they know football there's a reason that they are successful in the game. So, you know, they, they're, in, they're inside the meetings that we're not. Okay? You're not in the meetings. I'm not in the meetings. What do I know what's going on in the quarterback room? What do I know what's being said in the locker room when they lock the media out? What, are you going to go around to the players and say, hey, listen, does he really have the confidence of the team? They're not going to tell you that. They're not even going to tell me that. So we can only put their word. Words not worth the damn thing. Okay, all right. But to me, I I tend to believe the better of people. All right, maybe that makes me a fool. I guess. So uh, the the decision the Falcons are going to have to make on Justin Fields is. So again, we're clear here. Kirk Cousins wants ninety million dollars. Whether he'll get it, I don't know. But he, he's asking. He's saying he wants ninety million guaranteed for two years. That's forty five million a year. You have forty one million under your cap. If you go after Kirk Cousins, Yard Barker, you're going to chew up almost the entire amount of the cap. Even with, you know, restructuring and other players leaving, you got to have money to sign your rookies. 
Kirk Cousins would cost you, you know, even with a restructuring and lowering of that figure, the majority of your salary cap and really hamstring you from being able to go out and get, uh, you know, a Jordan Fuller or the safety from the Rams as a free agent or other positions that you need. That's fine. I'm just telling you what it would be. People misunderstand Justin Fields. His contract is $6 million this year. They have to pick up the $23, $24 million fifth-year option by May 2nd, which means if you had traded for Justin Fields, you would get him for two years. You'd have to pick up the fifth year. Two years for $30 million, okay? So that's what you're looking at. So Justin's $30 million for two years, and then after the second year, after 2025, if he's no good, you can cut him or you can tag him or you could – you know, get inside him doing a deal. There's a lot of things you could do. Uh, as for Cousins, $30 million for Fields, $90 million for Cousins, okay? And then, of course, rookie salary scale for a rookie. Are you resetting with a rookie? I, I don't think you're trading up. All these things matter. I bring up the fifth-year option because the Falcons are going to have to make a decision on Kyle Pitts and his fifth-year option, which is also due the same day when the fifth-year option on May 2nd. $10.9 million. Would you give Kyle Pitts $10.9 million for next year, not this year, but next year, in the fifth-year option? And would you pick it up? Personally, I would. I would pick up the fifth-year option of Kyle Pitts at, at $10.9 million. I, I just – I would because I think he is a talented player. I mean, I do. I believe he's a talented player. Played injured last year. Hasn't had a chance to play with a decent quarterback really in his entire career, last year Matt, Matt Ryan was as decent as it got for him. And I'd be very fascinated to see what Kyle Pitts does with a legit quarterback at 100%. So, yes, I would pick it up. But that's just me. So a lot to talk about here. Let's go to uh, Philip, who wants to join into the program. 404-726-0929. Hey, Philip. Hey, John. Nice to take my call. Uh, how about bringing in law enforcement about 20? On one of the top games, with you know, really top, top, top games, bringing law enforcement or even National Guard, you know, say two at each end and four or five down the side, you know, when it gets down close to the end of the game, and uh, see what happens. Yeah, there's been some talk of that. Um, it is expensive, uh, and you know, I, you'd have to bring in a lot. Yep. Right, Philip. I mean, you couldn't just have ten; you'd have to have a hundred. Well, yeah, uh, you know, probably fifteen, twenty, being real conservative. But you bring a big old box of zip ties, throw them in the throw them in the cooler for about overnight, find them a hundred dollars, and stop that crap. Yeah, I don't think fifteen or twenty is going to do it. When you're talking about a thousand people rushing the court, I think you have to line the court. I mean, I think yeah. you'd, you'd have to have. You'd have to have a hundred out there, and what's a cop? What, what, you, 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 police officers. I've got a couple friends who are cops. I would think at least three hundred a person, three hundred ahead, three fifty ahead. I mean, you're talking yeah. thirty-five grand. You're talking thirty-five thousand dollars. And if the game turns out to be, you know, you lose a hundred to seventy-two, then you just spent thirty-five thousand yeah. dollars for nothing. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I got you. Just a thought. But I mean, I, but it's an idea. Look, it's an idea. There's no question of that. I mean, because I, 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 here's my thing, Philip. I think it's a legitimate concern. After what happened with Caitlin Clark and, and Filipowski here, I have a concern that either there's going to be a fight, 
and, and something's going to go wrong and a player's going to you know, get shoved and he's going to smash a fan. And as a matter of fact, we've seen that before where players have punched fans. That That's happened yeah. recently. And, yeah. you know, because they, they feel threatened. And I don't blame them. If you're walking off the court and you're a player and, some, and there are people running at you and getting in your face, there was one, one – yeah. what was it? There was a girl that ran and got in some guy's face. She ran right up to him and right, right into his face and started screaming and he shoved her. And everybody got mad at the dude for shoving a girl. I'm like, dude, you get in my face like that. I'm shoving you too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the barrier. Maybe the barrier is the best option. If it's done, yeah, I'd hate to have to think. Right, I'd hate to have to put up a plexiglass barrier. I mean, I, but again, I don't know what the answer is. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Philip may be right. Yeah, I, I again, I don't, I don't have an answer. So whatever your answer is, you let me know. And a lot to talk about on a Sunday with you at 404-726-0929. Thank you, Philip, on Sports Radio 92.9. It is a Sunday on Sports Radio 92.9. Coming up at the uh, noon hour, a really uh, big question here with uh, John Fricky for you. For college football fans, in light of everything that's going on in, in college football, right? And I have a really... Seriously, I say this in all seriousness, an important question that I need your help with. So today I'm kind of out there asking for a lot of help, college basketball and all sports for that matter, about how you, you stop what happened at Wake Forest yesterday in Winston-Salem and with Kyle Filipowski getting injured and fans storming the court because I don't know what the answer is short of putting up barriers. If you think about sports just a, a broadly, you know, what sports, where, where are fans most kind of like, in terms of major sports, right there – you know, next to the athletes who they reach out and touch them. Basketball certainly won because of all the courtside seats, and they sell the courtside seats for a reason. And you probably are, wouldn't surprise you to know that the Jack Nicholsons and the Spike Lees and the Steven Spielbergs and all those, um, you know, elite folks, the elites, who sit in these courtside seats, the billionaires and whatnot, pay an exorbitant amount of money something on the order of, you know, $5,000 per seat per game. You know, it's just ridiculous how much money it is for you and me anyway. For them, it's like, eh, eh well, whatever. Uh, and so, uh, and they need the cash. I mean, they can't turn it down. So they don't want to get rid of those courtside seats. And the sport that has the most fan access in terms of major sports and the fans' ability to be next to the athletes is obviously golf. Because they're right there. <laughs> they, I mean, don't get don't get hit by the club. Uh, you know, it's it, you're you're right there. You can literally touch them. They're standing right next to you. And so uh, this incident with Charlie Woods over the weekend. Eric, did you see this incident with Charlie Woods over the weekend with Tiger's kid? No, I did not. Please enlighten me. All right. So Charlie's at a, he's trying for a qualifier, and he's down at Palm Beach. How, how old is Charlie a, now? 15. 15. Wow. We've grown up fast. Okay. 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 So he's 15. He's playing his first PGA Tour. Quali- it's a pre-qualifier. You got to play around. It's like, okay, you got to play around in a pre-qualifier. And so, you know, whatever the top number of finishers goes on to the qualifier. And then, and then in the qualifier, the top number of finishers actually makes the field. Okay. So it's a pre-qualifying tournament. And, and Tiger had him play in this, I think, not so much to try to win the pre-qualifier, which, of course, he didn't. He didn't come close. Or even to win the qualifier to make the tournament, but just as a learning experience of what it would be like. Well, did he get a learning experience of what it would be like? Because the the, the word got out that Charlie was playing in this pre qualifier for this PGA tournament, and these fans show up, 
And like he hits one ball into the bushes, he pushes it right on a drive, and the fans are over there grabbing the golf ball and running away with it for a souvenir. And other fans are screaming and getting in his face, and they're right up around him. And you know, the whole thing was a disaster because the excitement level over Charlie being Tiger is off the off the hook. You know, I mean, so Charlie, and his dad didn't Charlie have to go Mania. through that. Charlie Mania is running wild already. Wow. And his dad through that. No, no. No, not, not at that age. No, he had, he had five more years. His dad didn't go through until he was 19 or 20. Yeah, 19 or 20. Yeah. He had five more years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's a different time. Yep. And so um, yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is. So that's one thing we're talking about now. And the other thing is uh, the Falcons here. Again, the combine opens this week. So if, if you want to know, this is going to happen so fast for you. The Combine opening this week, as a matter of fact, all the Falcons brass will probably be in Indianapolis tomorrow, not just to evaluate all the players over the next, what, 10 days or so, uh, 9, 10 days, but also to have, you know, a little bit of a side chat with, I don't know, a team like maybe Chicago Bears. You know, I mean, because you got to do something. Free agency is two weeks from tomorrow. And when I say free agency opens two weeks from tomorrow with legal tampering, I mean free agency opens two weeks from tomorrow with legal tampering, and it ends about two minutes later. Because free agency, it's like signing day. You know, I mean, it just, it's all there. I mean, everybody kind of knows, and uh, backdoor discussions are being had. So they, uh, they, they legalize the tampering period two days before the start of the league year. And then they still tampered. Of course, they, and the league knows this. Uh, so, I mean, because somebody's talking to somebody is talking to somebody. This is why there was so much hullabaloo about, you know, Justin Fields unfollowing the Bears on Instagram and whatnot. But with free agency coming up here, the, the Falcons, whatever their game plan is, and I, by the way, I don't know what their game plan is. You don't know what their game plan is. Joe Patrick, who covers the Falcons, doesn't know what their game plan is. Wes Durham doesn't know what their game plan is. The Falcons, the Falcons are notoriously tight. Okay, I, I've been around a lot of NFL franchises, covered a lot of NFL franchises. Even the Falcons, they weren't as tight, you know, back in the Rankin Smith days. This Arthur Blank, he's a very close to the vest guy. He keeps things in house, and which, by the way, I have full respect for, and I have no problem with. I have no problem with that. So, but it leads us to just simply sit here and do what we do, which is speculate. And we start to look at the lay of the land, what fits, what doesn't fit, what's going to happen. Do I think there's a possibility that Justin Fields is on the team? Sure. Do I think there's a possibility that Russ Wilson can be on the team? Yeah. Is there a possibility Kirk Cousins could be? Yeah. All with good and bad and all that. Is there a possibility that they could end up with like a Gardner Minshew? Uh, yeah. Or a Baker Mayfield if Tampa doesn't sign him? Yeah. Or could they trade up? Yeah. Or could they just take Bo Nix? Yeah. I mean, everything is open to them. Terry Fontenot said that. We're open to everything here. And the reason they're open to everything is because you you may stack it. You know, they, they I certainly have. Okay, we would prefer to do this. But if you say, okay, we prefer to sign Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins wants to go somewhere else and play as a free agent. Okay, well, scratch that. What's, what's option two? Well, option two is uh, trade for Justin. And uh, the Steelers want to trade for Justin. They want to offer a lot more than you do. Well, scratch that. 
What's option three? Russ. Okay, Russ is option three. Uh, how much are the Broncos going to eat of this contract? Oh, that's not enough. Scratch that. Or he wants to go play with the Raiders. Scratch that. So, you know, you, just because you want something doesn't mean you can make it happen. We all understand that, right? I hope so. Which is why I made such a deal about, you know, my good friend Chris Thomas, Turtle, coming out saying, you know, in his tweet, you know, anybody that says that Ritter's an option to play quarterback one, BQB one at the start of next year, don't 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 ever talk to me again because that's not going to happen. I'm like, eh, you never know, Chris, it could happen because there may not be a, a better option out there. What, Blake Bortles? What, what if it's Blake Bortles? Well, Blake Bortles would beat him out. Okay. <laughs> he might be better than Blake Bortles. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> he might be. I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, let's go to Kevin. Kevin joins us this morning. He's on with John, 404-726-0929. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how you doing, John? Good, man. Hey, uh, I would love to see hockey down in El Ferreira. I'm originally from Boston and Portland, Maine, and I miss hockey so much. I've been down here for 20 years, and I would love to see hockey down here. Have you gone over to Gwinnett to see the Gladiators? No, unfortunately, I haven't been able to. I would love to, but I'm just saying I'm closer to Alpharetta, and uh, I, I would just if there's a fan or not a fan, but somebody who's opposing hockey because it's too long, it's the fastest game around. It's nonstop. And you would be surprised how big these guys are and how light they are on their skates. Well, yeah, you don't, you don't have to convince me. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I uh, know I'm a I'm a huge I appreciate the call. No, I was a I, I, I all you Blue Line fans out there. For those of you who don't know, Atlanta's had two NHL teams. They both both moved to Canada. Uh, the most recent was the Atlanta Thrashers, and they moved to Winnipeg to become the Winnipeg version two of the Winnipeg Jets. And um, the the previous team, the Atlanta Flames, moved to Calgary and became the Calgary Flames, and then promptly a couple of years later won the Stanley Cup. Of course. Uh, and, uh, and it just killed me. I, I, my first job in this business way back in the late seventies was for $10 a game to cover. Uh, I was the Georgia tech. I did the, you know, the run the board for Georgia tech for Al Aldo, And then I covered the, uh, Atlanta chiefs soccer team for $10 a game in the Atlanta flames games for $10 a game, uh, and got post games on that kind of stuff, uh, for 10 bucks a game for a news radio a station called WGST. And I fell in love with the Flames in, in 75, 76, 77 downtown connectors. And so I'm a huge Flames fan. And it's nothing against the Thrashers, you know, notwithstanding the whole Danny Heatley thing. I, I just was a Flames fan through and through. And do you know that the Flames are sold to Nelson Scalbania? Are you ready for this? When, when Tom Cousins owned the team, he was a local developer. He ran into some problems with his business, his development business, couldn't afford to keep the team. An actor, an old school actor, from the uh, did a lot of old West films named Glenn Ford, uh, kind of rallied some people to, to try to buy the team and keep the team in Atlanta, and for whatever reason that fell through. And this oil magnate named uh, Nelson Scalbania came down from Calgary and bought the team and moved them to Calgary. The, the city of Atlanta lost its NHL team, the Flames, 
Deflame, as Bur- Boom Boom Jeffrey on would say, to Nelson Scalbani, he bought it for $16 million. Six, $16 million. Six, yeah, yeah, $16 million. Yeah. Which, in, in today's money, it's like, oh, you mean he bought him for, a, for like a backup point guard? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. $16 million. Okay. At the time, I guess it was a lot of money. I don't remember. All right, let's get to your calls here, uh, too. Uh, let's go to uh, Vince. He wants to jump in here. Hey, Vince, welcome to the show. Hey, let's not dog out uh, Tom Cousins because he was the rejuvenation of De- uh, Decatur and East Lake Golf Course. So, I Oh, think no, he, he did he, he, he well did great things. <laughs> no, 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 I'm yeah. not dogging him. He ran into some yeah. financial trouble, though, and because of it, right. He he had to he had to part with the flames. I'm not dogging Tom. Cut. I, I, oh, I, I only not, saw the man. I'm, I'm not talking to me. Those who don't know, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. You just stated the facts. I'm just saying for those who don't know who Tom Cousins is. Yeah. Okay. But what I want to say is I don't understand why it's so difficult when it comes to storming the court because it's the same as the NFL. If you have a streaker to run on the field, what you do? You beat them up, you tase them, and you charge them. Now you can't do that for all of the fans who storm the court. But what you can do, if a fan make contact with an opposing player, you charge them, you arrest them, and if you can't get them at that particular point, we do fake facial recognitions all the time. We can get anybody anywhere from anywhere through facial recognition, and the school can uh, come up with hey ten thousand dollars for anyone or any information to make contact or assault an opposing player, and you charge them for that. Now, the other thing, Filipowski and uh, Caitlin Clark, they should be on the phone with Morgan and Morgan right now because each of them can get at least $10 million from the NCAA for failure to provide security for that court because no fan has the right to enter the court, and they can get the, uh, the, the school uh, for, uh, uh, for millions of dollars because these, these players are being assaulted. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not just no, I'm about, I'm uh, with you. Uh, I mean, if, they, if, they, if, they, if that may and, you, and it's possible that that may be an answer. I'm I I agree. I mean, fans should never go on the field to play, and players should never go in the stands. I that that is a definitive line for me. I I I will absolutely agree. I have never I've been a fan of many 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 big games. I've never stormed a quarter of a field. The only time I've ever been on a quarter of a field, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, a sporting right. event is if I was a member of the media and I was covering it and I was uh, credentialed to be on the court or the field pregame or postgame. Otherwise, right. I've, I've never stormed a court. I've never stood on a court or a field because I, I right. know that there's a defining line that you shouldn't cross. And, and, and you may be right. I mean, maybe that's the way to do it. Again, I think when you're talking about 19-year-old kids, I don't for know you. if that's going to be, be stopping them. But, well, I right. got a question for you, John. Okay. If I get excited about a topic that you bring up and I uh-huh. just come to your studio and just bum rush you and talk to you, what would happen to me? I'm going straight to Fulton County Jail. And I'm not arguing your point. I will be point. charged with criminal trespass. I will be charged with reckless conduct. I will be charged with assault. I will be charged with battery. Now, if these players get injury, uh, injured, the uh, charges go up to aggravated nature because of an injury. Just making contact is battery, and the intent. I'm, I'm not arguing your point. I mean, and until somebody actually <laughs> does that, right? You know, I mean, until somebody does that, and there have been cases of, you know, I mean, mouse in the palace. There was, uh, you know, again, the, the players go into the stands and the fans are fighting. I mean, if you're fighting, 
uh, you know, and so far that they, they haven't been able to stop that. And it is kind of interesting, and I appreciate the call, uh, that it really only happens in, in college and high school sports. It really doesn't happen in the pros. Did, does anybody remember a court storming in the professional ranks? Eric, do you? I know we got to go to break and get more of your calls here around no, the corner. No, I've never, ever. Yeah, I, yeah I, I haven't either. Uh, Mal- in the Malice at the palace. <laughs> I mean. Well, but that's different. That's a different thing, right? I mean, it's, it's all right. Go ahead and play the music. We gotta get to a break. Andrew and John, hang on here. Uh, we'll get to your calls at four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Look, he may be right. Vince may be right. Only way to do this. But again, even if you do that, five years from now, is some seventy up here. You could face these penalties. Some, you know, you know. I, I just, I. It, it, May get some people for doing some things, but stopping it? I, I uh, short of barriers. I mean, or short of hiring cops to be out there with you know nightsticks. I, I, I was that what I, is that where we're headed? I, I don't know. Uh, at the top of the hour, I have a big, big question, serious, big question, serious, all serious for you uh, college football fans that uh, I need you to answer. It's all I have with John Fricke on Sports Radio 90 Time the Game. Sports Radio 90 Time the Game from the Northern Kia Studios. John Fricke with you, top of the hour. Eric Slaughter, who's running the show, executive producer back at the back at the mothership, is uh, anxious to uh, answer a question I have about college football. I'm going to jump into this fray, and we're going to talk to you about it too, about the future of college football here. And we've been talking about, you know, how do you prevent fans from storming the court? People saying, you know, got to have them arrested and indicted and all that kind of stuff. And maybe you do. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. You know, barriers, uh, we really don't want that. But I am concerned that in light of, and again, this has been going on forever. All right. It's not new. It's not something that's new. It just happens to be kind of a, you know, front and center issue after what happened uh, yesterday in Winston-Salem with Kyle Filipowski getting injured. And again, Kyle Filipowski is a guy that uh, very well could end up first-round pick of the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, And uh, Caitlin Clark the other day. So uh, with with star players being kind of run over and and who knows what happens, produced by Michigan today at Chrysler Arena. And, you know, one thing is true, nobody's going to run over Zach Eady, (laughs) even if Purdue loses. And Purdue's been rushed a couple of times at Northwestern, at Nebraska. They got rushed. I don't think you're knocking that dude over. He's like 7'10". So... Yeah, you're probably not running him over. Uh, I don't know what the answer to that is. It is a busy time, a busy week, a busy day. It is race day down at AMS. Michael McDowell, Joey Logano, front row for the Amber Health 400. Looks like a beautiful day to uh, go green at 3 o'clock this afternoon down at AMS. Uh, hopefully, if you're headed down to the race, you're already there. Have a uh, have a good race day. Enjoy the day today. And we have Hawks basketball tonight. Uh, pre-game at 6.30. The tip tonight is at 7 o'clock. At State Farm Arena, Hawks and Magic. Of course, all the action here on your home of the Hawks Sports Radio 92 on the game with Steve Holman. I'll be doing the pregame, halftime, postgame hosting here from the Northern Studios. And we'll get the Hawks and Magic, see if they can get uh, back on their winning ways after the disappointing loss on Friday night to Toronto here. Uh, we um, we also have uh, a, a note to pass along to you that the Combine is going to be starting this week in Indianapolis, which is why there's so much discussion Surrounding the Falcons' quarterbacking situation, it would not surprise me if we got some uh, news. The free agency doesn't begin till March 11th, so we're two weeks from tomorrow for free agency. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if, if the Bears are going to move from Justin Fields, and all indications are they are, obviously, that they wouldn't want to make a deal 
relatively soon. And that that could be, you know, in and around the combine or immediately after the combine. Let's go to uh, John. He joins John. Hey, John, welcome to the show. I'm here. Um, I got actually I have more than one, more than two things, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say the Falcons should draft Spencer Rod, uh, Rattler, whatever his name is, from South Carolina, and uh, that basketball player tried to clip that person that that fell and hurt his leg. He tried to watch the video, and you'll see that he stuck his leg out trying to clip that person. And um, I can't hear your response, so. Um, you you I'm, can I'm hear my response. I mean, you can, you can hear me, can't you? I can, I can hear you now, but I, you didn't say anything when I said something. <laughs> but well, it's because anyway, I was letting. Well, it's because I was letting you talk. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that, John. And since everybody named John, uh, just uh, Spencer Rattler. If we can get Spencer Rattler, and and we don't have to spend the first or second round to get him, um, I'd, I'd appreciate it. And um, I haven't been wrong about the quarterback yet. Um, and uh, like I said, watch the video, and you'll see that that basketball player tried to clip that person. Uh, and, I, um, yeah, thanks for the call, John. I, yeah, I end up, and you know, they said the same thing about Caitlin Clark, you know, flopping because it it did look like a pretty good flop. I have to say that, but that doesn't change the it doesn't change anything in my book here. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that the fans are running onto the court. Fans should never go onto the court. They should never go onto the field to play. Players should never go into the stands, ever. And, you know, my concern has always been with golf is that, you know, the galleries are right there, that they would say that there can be no more galleries on the course, that the, the galleries are limited only to stands. And I think that, that if that ever were to happen, that would be unfortunate uh, because, uh, you know, it's always been a case where, you know, especially – place like Augusta, it's, it, you know, would certainly limit the number of tickets you could sell. And, uh, you know, and, and again, you're just making it into nothing but a stadium game, which I, I like the fans on the course. I, I loved walking the course. It was a great way to watch a tournament. When I would go to the tournaments, you know, I would get with a, an early group when I wasn't working, and I would walk uh, the entire 18 with an early group. Jack Nicholas was playing with Lee Trevino, and you'd walk 18 holes with him. And then you would pick up somebody else in the afternoon or maybe just park somewhere and sit at a hole and watch them all hit it. But, you know, that was the way it was. I, I hate to think that that's what we're going to get to. I hate to think that that's, we're going to get to barriers. Whether Filipowski or Caitlin Clark or anybody, again, the, do you remember, Eric, the, the, the player that got in so much trouble when that one girl went screaming right into his face and everybody got mad at him for shoving her? And, no, I don't. Where school was that? Yeah, it was last, that was last year. I, I don't know. I, don't, I wow. should probably looked it up. Hmm. But I don't blame him. I mean, you come running right at me. Yeah, yeah it, it was a cheerleader. It was a cheerleader, as a matter of fact. And she came right up. It, that, now that I just remembered. Nobody's texted me and let me know. This cheerleader ran right up into it. You come right up into my grill. I mean, into my space. Yeah, I'm defending myself. I don't care that you're five two. Hmm. Be wow. like she's five two. I, I don't care. Was it, running up into me? I got to go out and see if I can find a video footage of this. Was it a a full? You know, I put all my strength and flung her across the court, get away from me, or just enough for him? Like, hey, you're in my space. You need to back off. In between. In between. Okay. Yeah. You know. And plus, that's that's um, what's the word I'm looking for? That is uh, uh, adrenaline. You know, he saw this. 
young lady coming up on him, and his his natural adrenaline was like, "Hey, stop her, stop her." So yeah, no, I feel you. Right. On that. I mean, yeah. I, and I don't blame. Again, we don't know. I mean, do, does it take a tragedy? Does it take you know uh, somebody getting really hurt or? Something really bad to happen let's before hope we let's hope. Yeah, that's that's let's hope that's my see. My point is this: that that see, that's my point here. At what point do you address this with more than just well, we're going to find the school? And the ACC doesn't even find anybody. At what point do you develop a plan, sit down, and develop a plan to deal with these things so that we avoid? Because what's the next logical step? Something really bad's going to happen. Somebody's going to get really hurt. Or worse, and you can say, "Oh, okay, we got to stop this now." Well, <laughs> okay, now now you just figure that out. All right, it drives me crazy when when these things happen. You know, it's like our border. Oh, we better we better shut it down now because well, it, all right. I just don't understand. We all, everybody can see that this is not good, right? This, this is, this is a tragedy waiting to happen. So we have to have the tragic event happen before we do something about it. Come on, Andrew's uh, on here uh, as we get ready for uh, again the combines this week. So it's going to be a busy, busy news week because it's going to be a busy off season for the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey, John, how you doing, man? Good show, man. Uh, keep up the good work. I just want to say I took a picture with you a couple of years back up at uh, Training Legend up in Ch- uh, Chateau Elan. But anyway, for me, for the um, for the Falcon, I think they need to – I think I'm on the same page with you, Justin Fields or Russell, and I think they just need to not give up their first-round pick. You know, play, the, play chicken with uh, Denver – I mean, not Denver, but play chicken with Chicago. They obviously want to get rid of Justin Fields. And uh, obviously, uh, uh, the 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 uh, Colorado, or whatever the Broncos want to get rid of um, Russell. So see what they're willing to do. They will eat the salary if you can hold on to your first round pick, get a good defensive end. Because the the Falcon has a lot of talent on offense. They lack a defensive talent, so they need to use that first round pick, get themselves a good D end, get you know, so that they get more recognition on defense. And also, right now, their offense has good players. They just need to get good coordinators around. If they get uh, if they get uh, fields, they need to get a good offensive coordinator. Work him in. They got plenty of time. Why would you go? All right, let's uh, let, I, Andrew, yeah. take a breath here, yeah. okay? Let, let, yeah. Yeah. So let's let's Sorry. work let's work side let's work sideways here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and thank you. I, I remember being up at Chateau a lot. Thank you. Um, yeah, man. They, they they do have a, a a talented offensive coordinator by by Zach Robinson, former star quarterback in college, who was the offensive coordinator of the Rams with Matt Stafford. Obviously went to Super Bowl, has a ring. Raheem Morris brought him over. They hired, uh, brought back T.J. Yates, uh, who at one time was quarterback for the Falcons in, in, in the not-too-distant past, uh, former star quarterback at North Carolina, and he's going to be the quarterback-designated quarterback coach here. So I have no doubt, you know, because one of the criticisms was was that Desmond Ritter didn't get any better, you know, through the season. He never got any better. And so the, there was a criticism that maybe he wasn't being coached properly, which – it may or may not be true. Maybe they were coaching him properly and he just wasn't capable of getting better or he wasn't getting coached properly. I don't know which is true. Or maybe it was a combination of both. Uh, so as it relates to Fields, number one, they're not giving up a first-round pick for Justin Fields. Nobody's giving him a first-round pick. Okay, that's just not going to happen. Uh, Second-round pick, that could happen, uh, which is why I was kind of hoping the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to offer Calvin Ridley a contract. It looks like they may – They've got until March 4th, March 4th, I think, 
to tag him. And and if they you know if they tag him, okay. And then March 11th, he, of course, he becomes a free agent. And maybe you bring Calvin Ridley back. I, I agree. I want to keep the first-round pick. I think the Falcons will keep the first-round pick. I am not 100% committed to any particular position. Uh, if they believe that J.J. McCarthy, if they don't have a quarterback, they may have to use that on a quarterback. We all understand that, right? Right. I mean, if they don't have a quarterback, they may have to use it on a quarterback. Second to that is if they go to the combine this week, and this is why the combine is so important, and they look at uh, Olufashnu, the offensive tackle out of Penn State, and say, oh, my God, and project him as a multi-year Pro Bowl offensive tackle, you can talk about edge all you want. Uh, they may say, yeah, free agency, we got to go get edge because we're drafting that guy. Right. That's true. So don't. Don't lock in on an edge guy for, for the number one pick. They're going to have to take – when you're sitting at eight, you have to take a guy that you project will be a multi-year yeah, impact generational starter. Generational talent. Generational well, talent. Well, right. a multi-year impact a multi year impact starter. Right. Facts. I agree with that. You know. But, um, you know, like I said, I think the Falcon is not far away. Hopefully with this new regime, they could figure it out, put it together. I would love to see – I hope so. You know, the Falcon Your win. Lipstick. I mean, it, it, Football it gods are yours here. Yeah, Thanks much, sense. Andrew. All right. Um, all right. Big question Thank for you. you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, big question for all you college football fans because things are happening much faster than I even imagined in college football. We are – it's changing so fast, I'm having a hard time keeping up with how fast it's changing. And I, can't, and I and that, that's not a joke. And my question to you is going to be based on, does the, all this change make you happy as a college football fan? That's going to be the big question next. With John Fricke on Sports Radio 90 Time the Game. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.